could have delivered the calf by embryotomy, by passing a wire over the neck and sawing off the head. So many of these occasions ended with the floor strewn with heads, legs, heaps of intestines. There were thick textbooks devoted to the countless ways you could cut up a calf. But none of it was any good here, because this calf was alive. At my further stretch I had got my finger as far as the commissure of the mouth, and had been startled by a twitch of the little creature's tongue. It was unexpected, because calves in this position are usually dead, asphyxiated by the acute flexion of the neck and the pressure of the dam's powerful contractions. But this one had a spark of life in it, and if it came out, it would have to be in one piece. I went over to my bucket of water, cold now and bloody, and silently soaked my arms. Then I lay down again, feeling the cobbles harder than ever against my chest. I worked my toes between the stones, shook the sweat from my eyes, and for the hundredth time thrust an arm that felt like spaghetti into the cow, alongside the little dry legs of the calf, like sandpaper tearing against my flesh, then to the bend in the neck, and so to the ear, and then agonizingly along the side of the face towards the lower jaw, which had become my major goal in life. It was incredible that I had been doing this for nearly two hours, fighting as my strength ebbed to push a little noose round the jaw. I had tried everything else, repelling a leg, gentle traction with a blunt hook in the eye socket, but I was back to the noose. It had been a miserable session all through. The farmer, Mr. Dinsdale, was a long, sad, silent man of few words who always seemed to be expecting the worst to happen. He had a long, sad, silent son with him, and the two of them had watched my efforts with deepening gloom. But worst of all had been Uncle, when I had first entered the hillside barn, I had been surprised to see a little bright-eyed old man in a pork-by hat settling down comfortably on a bale of straw. He was filling his pipe and clearly looking forward to the entertainment. "'Now then, young man,' he cried in a nasal twang of the West Riding. "'I'm Mr. Dinsdale's brother. I farm over in Listendale.' I put down my equipment and nodded. "'How do you do? My name is Harriet.' The old man looked me over piercingly. "'My vet is Mr. Broomfield. Expect you'll have heard of him. Everybody knows him, I reckon. Wonderful man, Mr. Broomfield, especially at carving. Do you know, I've never seen him beat yet.' I managed a wan smile. Any other time I would have been delighted to hear how good my colleague was, but somehow not now. Not now. In fact, the words set a mournful little bell tolling inside me. No, I'm afraid I don't know, Mr. Broomfield, I said, taking off my jacket and, more reluctantly, peeling my shirt over my head. But I haven't been around these parts very long. Uncle was aghast. You don't know him? Well, you're the only one who doesn't. They think the world of him in Listendale, I can tell you. He lapsed into a shocked silence and applied a match to his pipe. Then he shot a glance at my goose-pimple torso. Strips like a boxer does, Mr. Broomfield. Never seen such muscles on a man. A wave of weakness coursed sluggishly over me. I felt suddenly leaden-footed and inadequate. As I began to lay out my ropes and instruments on a clean towel, the old man spoke again. How long have you been qualified, may I ask? Oh, uh, about seven months. Seven months? Uncle smiled indulgently tamped down his tobacco and blew out a cloud of rank blue smoke. 
Well, there's not like a bit of experience, I always say. Mr. Broomfield's been doing my work now for over ten years and he really knows what he's about. No, you can have all your book learning. Give me experience every time. I tipped some antiseptic into the bucket and lathered my arms carefully. I knelt behind the cow. Mr. Broomfield always puts some special lubricating oils on his arms first, Uncle said, pulling contentedly on his pipe. He says you get infection of the room if you just use soap and water. I made my first expiration. It was the burdened moment all vets go through when they first put their hand into a cow. Within seconds, I would know whether I would be putting on my jacket in 15 minutes or whether I had hours of hard labour ahead of me. I was going to be unlucky this time. It was a nasty presentation. Head back and no room at all. More like being inside an undeveloped heifer than a second carver. And she was bone dry. The water...